Guitarathon is the greatest guitar sale on earth, and it's happening now. Get massive savings on a huge selection of electric and acoustic guitars, basses, amps, pedals, and other accessories. Get select Ernie Ball strings, three for ten. Save $100 on a Fender Special Edition Strat, or get a Yamaha Acoustic for just $199. Plus, get special financing on select major brands. Don't miss these incredible deals. Available online and in-store, now through November 1st. Guitarathon, only at Guitar Center. Find your sound. You are locked on, locked on, locked on Hornets. Your daily Charlotte Hornets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in. This is Locked On Hornets presented by Hive Talk Live. It's Hornets Talk for the hardcore fan on this Monday, the beginning of the preseason for the Charlotte Hornets. That's that's a good kind of Monday. We're coming to you from the Gittimer.com studios in BEA, beautiful uptown Charlotte. I'm Doug Branson, joined by David Walker. David, welcome in. Doug, you know, uh, it's good to be here on a Monday, and this is officially a basketball Monday. It's a basketball Monday, and we are busy getting ready to go on the air on YouTube and Facebook Live uh, beginning hopefully next week, maybe the week after, but we're, we're in testing. I'm actually, I'm on camera right now, but you know, it's all, it's all testing, but it's all to, to move us towards the YouTube and Facebook. Uh, we're really excited about that. And we're really excited about this show ahead because A, we get to talk about actual basketball. B, we've got some Hornets trade rumors swirling around and those are always fun to talk about. The Hornets season, the actual season, the regular season begins in 23 days and the preseason begins tonight in Dallas. We'll have a preview including uh, some words from the Locked On Mavericks podcast. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Make sure to check out the Locked On Panthers podcast. Not much uh, not much happy news around that podcast, but uh, but you can at least take out some of your frustration or maybe hear it reverberated back to you uh i I was reading the article on the observer from scott fowler and boy it's uh some some intense criticism of the carolina panthers right now very very interesting to be a fan of that team david yeah and i think if nothing else it's a good place to commiserate steve reed will let us know what's going on there but yeah it's uh you know hey it's early doug it's it's early they've they've seen this hole before so we'll see if they can crawl back out of it absolutely if you have a question or a comment or you want to sponsor the show email us at buzzbuzz at lockedonhornets.com okay time to talk about this game coming up tonight tips off at 8 30 p.m in dallas the hornets play their first preseason game against the dallas mavericks you can listen to the smooth sounds of Steve Martin calling the calling the game for WFNZ 102.5 FM. No legitimate sources of television to watch this one, David, though I did see that NBA TV will carry the October 8th game in Boston, the October 17th go. game in Chicago, and the October 21st game in Minnesota. So, David, this may stave off my yearly preseason rant on Hornets preseason television coverage. Still still no local television coverage to speak of, but NBA TV covering three of the away games. Then they, the Hornets have two games in Charlotte and one game on Thursday coming up in Greensboro. So if you want to see the Hornets in the preseason, 
this year is the year that you, you may actually be able to follow them. So yeah, that's, no. that's are you going to be are you going to be in Greensboro? Is the question. That is the question, and the answer is yes. I will. I just bought oh, okay. Just bought my seat at the Greensboro Coliseum. I will be I will be in the house uh, checking out uh, the Hornets when they take on the Boston Celtics in the Greensboro Coliseum. Of course, that's celebrating the fact that the Hornets will have a D League team in Greensboro, the Greensboro Swarm. Now, the Swarm, unlike the Hornets on Thursday will not play in the Greensboro Coliseum. They actually will play in the newly renovated field house that's in the complex, the Greensboro Coliseum complex. But it will be fun to see the Hornets and Celtics uh, shake it up in Greensboro. But let's talk about this game coming up tonight in Dallas. First of all, i got to tell you about the injuries for the Hornets. Kimball Walker, Cody Zeller, Brian Roberts, Mike Toby, all listed as out. They will not play. That means the probable starters for the Hornets – Ramon Sessions, Nick Batum, MKG, Marvin Williams, and Roy Hibbert at the five spot. Now, Kimball Walker did participate fully in practice on Saturday. David, full contact for Kimball Walker. Cody Zeller still has not been cleared for contact, so we're still waiting on that. And, of course, uh, the Brian Roberts injury was a uh, – he, he did something to his hamstring. Still trying to work that out. Jeremy Lamb, who was dealing with a sprained ankle in training camp, expected to play tonight. He's a probable to play. Uh, for a look at what's been happening in Dallas, let's send it to Mike Marshall and the Locked On Mavericks podcast. Mike, take it away. Hornets, a couple big issues. That, uh, I don't know if they'll be sorted out in the preseason, but I'd like to see what the plan is in the preseason. And welcome to the life of a Dallas Mavericks fan. 40% of the starting lineup has been turned over. Uh, the constant is Dirk Nowitzki, as everyone knows. New friends, Harrison Barnes um, and Andrew Bogut are in town, which will make the team a far superior defensive unit than last season. At least we think so on paper, as long as they can stay healthy and uh, give you some decent amount of minutes. There are a couple big issues that are circling the Dallas Mavericks offense. If you watched them last year, I don't know if they uh, remedied any of them with the, uh, the offseason moves. One is shot creation. They are a uh, very slow a uh, very old veteran team that really can't create its own shot outside of a Dirk Nowitzki one-legged fadeaway. So I'm interested to see what kind of tricks Rick Carlisle has up his sleeve in the preseason in terms of actually getting shots off and good looks at the basket. Another one is secondary ball handling. And I mean that mainly in the sense of pick-and-roll ball handler. Because Chandler Parsons is gone. Ray Felton is gone. You might not think much of those two individuals, but they were the initiators of the offense for a large part of the season last year, especially in pick-and-roll ball handling. Harrison Barnes isn't that guy. He told us in media day he's not that guy. Uh, he said he doesn't really have the keys of the offense yet to be a uh, pick-and-roll ball handler. Uh, so it's going to be a lot of Darren Williams and maybe a increased role for Wes Matthews in terms of ball handling, which he had zero part in last year. I think you're going to see a lot of J.J. Barea simply because he can do both. He can pick and roll ball handle and create his own shot. Probably a large amount of Seth Curry as well because he can do both those uh, at a pretty good rate. The two questions that need to be answered if the Mavericks are going to separate themselves from being, say, the 10th seed or the 7th or 8th seed is, does Wes Matthews return to 2014 shape? Is he closer to Portland Wes Matthews or last season Wes Matthews, who was, let's be honest, a below average starting shooting guard? soaking up 34 minutes a game and giving you subpar production. The other part of that is, 
Is Harrison Barnes ready to step into a larger offensive role and be efficient at it? Good to hear from Mike in the Locked On Mavericks podcast there. David, what will you be watching for in this game from the Charlotte Hornets? Well, uh, I think the the main thing for this preseason, I want to see some productivity out of Jeremy Lamb. That's kind of a common theme for me throughout the preseason, but especially with so many guys out and with so many question marks around him uh, and his name, you know, we'll, we'll get into this involved in some of these trade rumors. I'd like to at least be able to see some flashes of what we saw from him last season, which was, you know, those were basically flashes too. But uh, regardless of what happens, if they're going to trade him or if they're going to have any success this year, he needs to play well, as we've said. So I would uh, look for that as well as Roy Hibbert, right? I mean, getting the start, let's see what he can do. I mean, we've had high hopes for him. So that's an interesting uh, storyline there, I think, as well. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see MKG back in action. Uh, How confident is he in that three-point shot? Do we see him get a few opportunities to hoist a couple of those up. Yeah, I'm also going to be looking at Roy Hibbert. He has a strong opportunity here to uh, uh, make his case for that starting uh, five position. And a lot of it, I think, will not only depend on his individual performance, David, but will depend on how he plays with the rest of these players. And, you know, Ramon, Ramon Sessions, Ramon Sessions, not Kimba Walker, but they play, other than the three-point shooting, probably better for Kemba Walker, they play a similar type of game. So you you will get a, a decent idea of how Roy Hibbert will interact with the, the regular starting four unit uh, with Ramon in there, and he knows the system uh, similar to Kemba Walker. So you're going to get a, a somewhat of an idea of how Roy will react with those four starters. So that will be interesting as well. I think the Hornets will get a look at most of the Dallas starters. This is Dallas's second preseason game, but they didn't play uh, Dirk. Wesley Matthews, I think, sat out as well. So um, this could be the first chance for the Dallas fans to get a look at the starters, but I think the Hornets will as well. So it should be an interesting game there in Dallas uh, for the Hornets. With As far as Jeremy Lamb goes, I'm just wondering – how much leeway he gets, you know, how, 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 how long he's able to stay in the game, how long his leash is, not just in the preseason, but throughout the season as well. And we'll get to these trade rumors in a bit, David, but I'm, I'm kind of looking for some signals with both lamb and Hawes, like how, how, how committed is this team to finding a place for these two guys in the rotation? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, we just don't know because the end of last year, certainly the second half of last year, Jeremy Lamb was not really involved, wasn't really a key piece. So, uh, like I said, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see. And you're right. I mean, how committed are they? You know, the front office, the team, right, they committed uh, pretty early on last year, which surprised a lot of people. And so they got to figure something out. Um It'll be interesting to see the preseason is typically some time where you may give someone extra looks though. So um, he's auditioning for something, right, Doug? I mean, he's auditioning right. for playing time here or, or, or more faith somewhere else. And David, we know that the pre, you can't take a lot of, of takeaways from the preseason, or at least you have to be careful, sure. but the Hornets, you know, they did, they almost went uh, perfect in the preseason uh, last season, losing their final matchup, uh, to go, I believe they finished seven and one. So you wonder, and, and and they had a great year. So you wonder if if they can uh, 
can recreate some of that preseason success. And and there will be a lot. Of, I mean, they brought 19 into camp. Uh, obviously, um, yeah. you have several injuries, but you're going to have opportunities for guys like uh, Andrew Andrews and Trevion Graham to to make statements here with several guys sitting the bench. You know, the NBA preseason is weird to me. I mean, at least in the NFL, right? They break it up. So it's like first game, the starters play like a quarter, then they mm-hmm. play a half, and they play into the you know yeah. third quarter. There's just no and indication. Never play. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it's so much more, so much more of a crapshoot in the NBA. Kind of like NBA fantasy versus NFL fantasy for me. Not for you because you are the fantasy made. I the am podcast, dominant, but, but it's just so hard to tell. I mean, you want to have good performances and solid play, but it really doesn't matter. I mean, let's be honest; it doesn't matter as long as you come out of there uh, injury free. But like you said, I mean, a good a good preseason can kind of carry over. If you get a team playing well together and into the into the regular season like it did last year, so certainly better to see, but not something you want to put a lot of stock in. I mean, not something to get over concerned about if it doesn't go the way you know you want to. It's certainly from a win loss standpoint. I don't think. Well, and from Charlotte's standpoint, they're going to want to build. They're going to want to get some experience with this second unit more so than the first unit, I would think, Oof. because you know the first yeah. unit has. Uh, I mean, MKG knows the system; he knows what's going on. And this, first, there's a lot of continuity going on with this first unit. They're going to want to see what this second unit uh, can produce. So, I think if you come out of this preseason and, and you 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 look over over the landscape and go, wow, they didn't really play well in the preseason. I think that could spell trouble for this team in particular because they they I think they will be looking to the reserves to play a lot of minutes in in this preseason but we'll we'll definitely keep our eye on it we'll have previews and we'll have recaps of every single preseason game uh, for you here on locked on hornets let's move on to some trade rumors they're they're always swirling around the hornets it seems because of general manager rich cho and his penchant for uh for getting these deals done this one coming from Gary Wolfel. He covers the Bucks for the Racine Journal Times. He says he's heard whispers that uh, whispers that we've heard, David, throughout the summer, whispers on a deal for Bucks center Greg Monroe that would send Milwaukee the Hornets two most attractive contracts, that being Spencer Hawes and Jeremy Lamb. Now we covered this a while back, August second to be exact, and we talked with Locked On Bucks. Frank Madden about Greg Monroe's awkward situation in Milwaukee. Well, I think Hornets fans are, are probably more used to seeing a guy like him than, than most just because, um, you know, a guy like, like Al Jefferson is, is similar in many ways. Um, you know, a guy that on the one hand, obviously uh, is not a, a stout defender, is not a, a premier rim defender, uh, but a guy who will rebound, um, a guy who uh, offensively you can just throw the ball to and, you know, either he'll command a double team or he'll be able to get uh, good shots in the paint. And, uh, you know, he, he's a guy that sometimes frustrates you because it seems like he misses a lot of layups. And, you know, you look at his box score at the end of the day, and, you know, he's a guy that, that scores efficiently. Um, and, you know, he doesn't necessarily have a, a mid-range jumper that he's going to use a lot. He was, he was solid, especially at the beginning of the season uh, for kind of from like 15-foot range a year ago. Uh, but he's a guy that I think, you know, you can just throw the ball to. And, and again, he's, he, he's able to kind of create that gravity that, that forces defense to react to him. And if they don't, um, you know, he's got all sorts of up and unders and spin moves and, uh, you know, the sort of footwork that, that very few guys uh, who are 6'11 and, you know, 260 pounds uh, possess. So uh, definitely a very high-skilled guy and also a very skilled passer. 
um, you know, a guy that if he does get double teamed or um, if he's got the ball and he's facing up, you know, if teams are cutting, uh, he can definitely find guys and, and create easy baskets for people. So it's kind of one of those things. I mean, I think Greg Monroe is a very useful NBA player, even if he's not, you know, a, a 35 minute per game franchise cornerstone, like he might've been, you know, in the NBA of, of 10 or 15 years ago. But, um, but I do think there's absolutely a place for a guy that came in the league. And I think it's just largely a matter of, of finding a, finding a good fit for him and, um, certainly, if, you know, I don't know if the Hornets are, are a team like this, you know, certainly the Pelicans, you can put a shot blocker at power, power forward next to him. I think that certainly helps. Um, but certainly when, when you look at what Steve Clifford has done with, with Al Jefferson and the way that they've figured out how to make that defense work in the past, um, I think that's certainly a, you know, a good archetype for saying, okay, you know, the Hornets are a team that could probably add a guy like Greg and, and not, you know, suffer uh, a big drop off defensively. Frank Madden there from uh, the Locked On Bucks podcast. He seems confident that the the Hornets franchise could work Greg Monroe into the lineup in a way that would make sense. But David, Milwaukee hasn't necessarily found a way to do that. They didn't last season where, where things got awkward quickly and uh, Greg Monroe was moved to the bench along with uh, point guard Michael Carter-Williams. And it hasn't gotten any less awkward uh, there, when reporters informed Greg Monroe that Coach Jason Kidd, this is during training camp, informed Greg Monroe that Coach Jason Kidd said he'd be coming off the bench to start the season, Monroe responded, quote, that's news to me. So, again, I think there is a real communication issue between mm-hmm. Greg Monroe and the franchise. And you've also heard his 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 agent, uh, David Falk, has come out and said they're trying to make things work. But, but David, I think when you're trying to make things work in the NBA, they, they normally don't work. We've seen that. You know, it's like you, you try to make the relationship work, and nine times out of ten, uh, the guy either leaves in free agency or ends up getting moved. And, and my, just anecdotally, I, I feel like that's what happens. Yeah, and so it feels like he's not going to be there much longer, one way or another, right? I mean, doesn't it doesn't don't you get that sense, Doug? I mean, it feels like they've been trying to make this thing work from day one, and like you said, it's not working. Yeah, and the question so, the I, the question we got on Twitter, David, uh, from Grant, and this is sort of the the question of the segment here: uh, Does this Greg Monroe rumor a seem legit, and b something mm-hmm. that you and I would would approve of uh, a Greg Monroe deal? that would send Spencer Hawes and Jeremy Lamb to the Milwaukee Bucks? Uh, I'll speak for myself, and you feel free to chime in, Doug. If you can do that deal, I would do that, yes. For Lamb and Hawes, knowing what we know now um, and getting back Greg Monroe, I would. I may be a little higher on on Monroe than you, but I I think that's a deal you have to do. I I do as well. First, I do as well. But I want to go back to the first part of the question. Does the rumor seem legit? Uh, this is this is a tough question because <laughs> I, when I when I read this, I feel like I'm torn on this, David, because I feel like this is a recycled rumor. Again, whispers that we've we've heard all along, and there's just this yeah. general sense now that we've been through camp, and you have that quote coming out from Greg Monroe. And there seems to still be a little bit of tension there between Greg Monroe and the Milwaukee Bucks. It's natural for uh, reporters to re-explore some of the trade options that the Milwaukee Bucks would have, and that can sometimes get misconstrued as a quote-unquote rumor. But then again, sometimes Mm -hmm. I see the, the shakiest of rumors or the most recycled rumors come up. And then the next week a deal happen. So I've, I've seen both sides of this 
And, and so that's what always makes this tough. I, I think that's... But I think when you, yeah, when you factor in all the stuff we just said with Monroe and the Chris Middleton injury, right? Boom, I mean, that nailed needs it. credence to it. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, so... Yeah. No, I, I totally yeah. agree. Torn hamstring for Chris Middleton. Surgery, he's out for six months. So if you're Milwaukee, you're either thinking this is a lost season. We thought we were going to make a playoff run. Now we have to reevaluate. Or you think, okay, we still have the pieces to make a playoff run. And here's the other thing. If you lost Chris Middleton, okay, who is a, a big offensive force for your team, and you still want to bench Greg Monroe, who is a more than capable and very efficient offensive player, th- mm-hmm. to me that says there there might there's something deeper there going on. And so I think if if Milwaukee thinks that they can move Greg Monroe for a wing player like Jeremy Lamb that has potential and you you can replace him with Spencer Hawes at center off the, Spencer Hawes is serviceable off the bench Right. Then it makes sense for Milwaukee. Now, to the second half, would would we approve? David, you would approve? I would also approve. Yes. But and, and this is the reason. Okay. I, I grant anyone that he is a, a, a less than stellar defensive player and, and does weird things on defense sometimes. I, I will grant you and that. We've, and we've seen that. <laughs> right. This team is used to playing with a, with a player of that and winning with a player that has mm. defensive issues at the center position, but is also very efficient offensively. But I mean, you can't you can't argue with the consistency of his offensive numbers. 15 points, consistently uh, grabs 9 or 10 rebounds a year. And I mean, when you compare his efficiency numbers to a guy like Al Horford, who just got big money to move over to the Boston Celtics. Now, Horford hits three-pointers every now and then, so you, you have that added element to the game. Greg Monroe, a better rebounder. I'm not comparing him to Al Horford, but I'm saying the efficiency numbers aren't terribly far off in, in terms of offense. So you're, you're getting... A, a highly capable offensive player, and he did so in the confines of a Milwaukee offense last season that right. was was awful. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I think that's the biggest thing. And, and um, you know, the, the clip we played earlier made a lot of sense because we've seen Al here, right? Whatever deficiencies in on defense that Greg Monroe may have, they're not going to be any more amplified than the ones that Clifford worked with with Al Jefferson. So it's something they can make fit. And I think that uh, when you're getting the best player in the deal, you always have to like that. And that's what, I, honestly, the Horns should be getting the best player in this deal, Doug. They would, and we we went over, again, go back and listen to that podcast because on August uh, 2nd, you can go to Audio Boom or go to iTunes and track that podcast down. We, we covered this more in depth. But a couple of the quick points that we made then is that in terms of contract, he has a player option next year that he almost will certainly exercise. Uh, so... You, right, you, you, right. You're, you're going to have finan- more financial flexibility next season than you would if you held on to Spencer Hawes and, and Jeremy Lamb. And the Hornets have a couple of other deals that are that are expiring or or could be exer- or options that could be exercised. So it allows them again to get back into free agency and have a little bit more flexibility than they did this past offseason. Um, so from the financial aspect, I think it's it's probably a good deal. Here's the only thing I worry about with the deal. The, the concern that I have, David, is that uh, you're you're really draining yourself at the wing position again in exchange for for another big when you're already a little thin 
I mean, we've, we've been talking about Jeremy Lamb having to do double duty as a shooting guard and a small forward because of the right. lack of depth at the wing. So it would almost be something if you made the deal, you'd have to readdress that issue later on. Yeah, and then injuries, of course, become an even bigger thing. They're already huge, right, especially with the wing players and, and, and factoring in Batum and, and MKG, obviously. So, yeah, I just think you're, you're balancing things out anytime you look at this type of deal. And uh, for them, but I, I just think Clifford especially would really like to have another um, guy in there that they could throw it into. Somebody else who can go score, right, because that's what they're missing when yeah. they lost out. You got Kimba, you got Batum, but having a third guy that you can throw it in there when you need to get it, when the game slows down a little bit, a guy like Monroe could be huge. All right, let's give our final camp thoughts as we as we get set for this uh, first preseason game. Uh, training camp is officially over, I guess. Camp's so short. That's my first final thought on camp, is that training camp is, is really short in the NBA when you compare it to the NFL. That's the thing. It, there's not the, the um, you know, you don't have your hard knocks. I guess you do have some shows out there. But training camp and preseason in the NBA is just not quite the same. They haven't figured out how to brand it the right way. Yeah, and well, and here's another final camp thought, David. We haven't heard anything negative out of camp except for uh, the injuries, obviously. But in terms of effort, in terms of uh, individual players, you know, you haven't heard anything in that sort of that can be misconstrued in any way, like the Greg Monroe situation that we mentioned earlier in the show. And that's a positive thing coming out of training camp. You know, when you don't have that exceptional uh, superstar talent, you have to depend on your chemistry and, and things have to go uh, right in the locker room if you have any chance of winning. And so I think that's a positive thing out of training camp. Oh, totally, yeah. I think the injuries are the biggest thing, right? And hopefully Kimba's getting back. Um, I'm glad to see that Kimba nor Zeller will play. We need to get Zeller feeling better again. But Kimba's the big one. The, the fact that he went back to full contact is, is a good sign. All right, until tomorrow, we'll have our recap of this preseason game tomorrow. But thanks for listening to Locked on Hornets presented by Hive Talk Live. Follow us on Twitter at Locked on Hornets. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And while you're there, give us a five-star review. It really helps hardcore Hornets fans just like yourself find this podcast. We want to hear from you as well. Email us your Hornets thoughts, your questions, your comments to buzzbuzz at LockedOnHornets.com. For David, I'm Doug. Go Hornets! Go America, beat Dallas, let's swarm Charlotte. So what if I like to stay up late and watch TV don't blame it on caffeine and then go to Coke and Pepsi? Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99. And our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.